Life Engineering. Processes that combine science, wisdom, and spirituality to build a life of alignment. Joining Dr. Pat is your host, Gabriella Embon, bringing you bi-weekly wisdom nuggets, your step-by-step guidance to build a life of no regrets. Stay tuned as they uncover powerful processes for you to realize your true potential. Are you ready for some magic wisdom? Life Engineering starts now. Hey, everybody, welcome. We have got a great show for you today. Gabriella is bringing it to the table again. So um, you're going to get a, it's almost like a review of where we've been. But this part right here today, how to create a design for your vision, but a design that works, is so critically important for all of us. And many, many times you hear people talk about the fact, I got this great vision, I got this great idea, and then you follow up with them later, and they still have the great vision and idea, but they do not put it to work. So today, Gabriella, you're going to help us with this, because having a vision is great, having that all lined out is great, but you're a master at going from the vision to the reality, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. So like you said, we're going to recap. We're working with our four steps, vision, design, then we create a pilot, and then it's going into action and course correcting. And today we're talking about the vision, and the vision is the second step in the process. It's the one that comes right after our vision. And the way we want to look at the design, sorry, I I think I made a mistake. Today we're talking about the design. Um, the way we want to look at the design is we want to divide the design in two different parts. Uh, one is our blueprint, and we're going to explain what that is. And the other one is our action plan on paper at the design level. And uh, today I would like to cover the blueprint part. So we're going to divide this into today. We'll talk all about the, the blueprint and how do we create a blueprint that support us in us building that vision that we are going after. Does it make sense? It's so important. I mean, it's not that we don't, I mean, most of us go through life and we have a general idea of a blueprint, but sometimes that blueprint doesn't really have a focus. It's a blueprint that kind of carves organically out what our day is. We're talking about creating a blueprint that's going to get us from where we are to where we want to go, right? Yes. And I think the way we're going to look at blueprint is a little bit different than what most people think. Uh, people think about a blueprint usually as a spec and you can look at it as a spec or as a, um, um, instructions of what we are creating. Absolutely. But I'm hoping to bring today a different angle into that. And in order to demonstrate what I mean, I would like to tell a story. How about that? I knew my students love that story. I usually start the life coaching program with this story because it emphasizes very well what a right blue, what an aligned blueprint is. So I'm going to go into the story right away. So in my story, there are two protagonists. One is an elephant and the other one is a flea. Okay. Don't be surprised and don't start scratching. <laughs> when I say that word, usually people start scratching. <laughs> so. <laughs> So here's the story. The elephant and the flea were neighbors and they lived uh, one next to the other. And the flea wanted to go to the beach. The flea says, it's going to take me forever to go to the beach. So I'm going to ask my neighbor, the elephant, to take me there. So the flea goes to the elephant's house, knocks on the door, 
And the elephant very politely says, how can I help you? And the flea goes, can you take me tomorrow to the beach? Of course I can. Come by tomorrow morning and we'll go. The flea is very excited. He has this vision of seeing himself, you know, at the beach. He sees the, you know, riding the waves. And the next morning, super excited, goes to the elephant and off they go. But except that instead of going to the beach, they end up going to the woods. And now the flea is not very happy. It's even confused. How did we end up here? This is not what I meant. I don't like it here. The, the, the branches are scratching my beautiful face. I don't enjoy this. Let's go back. So they go back home. And at night, the flea feels sick. So he's not feeling well. A fever kicks in. So the next morning, he knocks on the elephant door and says, I'm really sick. I need you to take me to the hospital. And the elephant says, I'll take you there. But instead of going to the hospital, they end up going downtown. And I live in Montreal. Downtown tends to be quite nosy and crowded. And the flea goes, what is this? This is not what I ask you. This is crowded. This is noisy. I have a headache. And the story continues. And I'll tell you what I love about this story. That we all have a flea and we all have an elephant inside us. And... Which part do you think is the, the the blueprint, the design? What do you think? I want, and I'm I, asking the audience too. Yeah, let's ask the, okay. All right, let, let's have the audience think about it for a minute before we jump in, because you're about to share some information that for people, it's going to change their perspective on how they. Hold on to the hope in action. Because you see, when you're talking about, thank you for that story. I love that story. You know, you know what it reminds me of? Some days I think I'm the elephant. Some days I think I'm the flea, right? But what I love about this is what you're about to share is the bridge for people between that original burst of hope we get, right? And how we can maintain that hope into reality. You see, because sometimes without the tool you're talking about, Gabriella, we lose hope. Absolutely. And the thing is, we all have both the flea and the elephant, and we need them both. Yes, we do. We need them both to get to where we want to go, to to realize our vision, right? So the way that they connect each other is that our flea and our elephant creates the results in our lives. However, the flea is smaller. Right. So as much as it was very conscious about and very intentional about the vision that he wanted, at the end of the day, it was the elephant that being stronger decided where we're going. Yeah. So how do how does it play in our lives? In our lives, we also follow a formula. Our lives follow a formula. Our actions plus our mindset equals the results that we create in our lives. That's right. I love that. Say that one more time for everybody, because I want everybody to hear this. This this right here, this is this is the key, because what Gabriella is about to talk about is to how help us carve out the mindset that's going to get us to where we want to go. So give us that formula again. Actions plus mindset equals results. So important. So important. The vision was there. The flea knew exactly what he wanted, right? The plan was there. They agree on a plan. 
However, the blueprint, the blueprint, which was the elephant, was not aligned. So our actions, right, is the part we need to take action in order to create the results. Nothing happens without actions. But for these actions to be fruitful, for these actions to actually create the results that we're looking for, we need to have the right blueprint. We need to have the right design. If our design is not aligned with our actions and our vision and our intentions, we're going to end up somewhere else. And then we're going to ask ourselves, how did I end up here? I did everything right. I planned right. I knew exactly what I wanted. However, I, I, can, I keep attracting the same patterns and it's not, not what I was working towards. Yeah. Right? So this is what we, we look at when we say the design and the blueprint is actually our internal elephant. And what is exactly our internal elephant? That's our conditioning. Yeah. That's our inner software. That's all our programming in our subconscious mind. Yeah. I love that you're using this analogy because if you think about your computer, right, for a, just a minute, it's so obvious to us as users what we see. What we don't see is everything going on underneath that keyboard. We don't see that. And so even though we're looking on the outside and we think we're doing something here, Something's going on underneath. And if we cannot figure what that is, wow, right? I loved what you said underneath and not visible because the actions actually, if you ask, what's the, I always ask people, what percentage would you give to the actions and what percentage would you give to the mindset or the mm. blueprint? Well, actions are only 10% because we take actions with our conscious mind, which is our awareness is what, as you said, what we see, what we are aware. However, our subconscious mind, our conditioning, our programming, our blueprint, our elephant is that extra 90% is usually not visible to us. It's underneath, right? It's yeah. that part of the iceberg that we don't see. Yeah. So it's tricky because you might be very confident that you have the right design. You go, what do you mean? This is what I want, and I definitely want that, and I think it's possible for me. And I like to tell people, I'm not asking you what you believe mm -hmm. consciously that it's possible. I'm more interested to know what your elephant believes, because I know the elephant being 90%, it's going to determine whether your actions take you to your vision or go somewhere else. I want to give you an example, and then let's, let's move on. But I got to point this out. Listen. I knew what we were talking about today. I knew you were going to share this story. Out of all of the different scarves I have in my closet to wear, what would be the odds that I would pick an animal print? <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? I didn't think about it till just two seconds ago. As you were telling the story, I'm like, wow, I but that is the subconscious mind. It ha I didn't go into closet and say, oh, elephant and flea. Oh. But that's what happens, right, to us. Exactly. Our subconscious mind is our blueprint. And people think it's a black box, that we don't have access to it and we don't know what is there. And I, I like to say, do you really think that you were created with a black box that has the software with which you create your life and you have no access to it? That wouldn't make any sense. 
right? If it's so powerful in creating our lives, if we co-create our lives with our software, we absolutely have access to it. We just need to learn how to, right? Yeah. So in order to create our vision, we need we, we need our subconscious mind on board. We need our elephant on board 100%. And what I say is there are four beliefs that we want to make sure that we have, but not consciously only, unconsciously in that hidden part of us. We want to make sure that our elephant believes it's possible for us to create what we want. We deserve it. We are allowed to create that. And it's safe for us to create that. And I know this might sound weird. Like, what do you mean I deserve it? Of course I deserve it. I just created my vision. I want it. Of course I deserve it. But we'll, you're going to be surprised that I'm not asking you what you believe consciously. Your conscious mind might believe that it's possible, safe, that you deserve it. But I'm not sure your subconscious yeah. mind is as yeah. uh, friendly and giving as what we consciously believe because subconsciously we are conditioned in a very um, interesting way to say the least and we carry conditioning from our childhood but we also carry conditioning from our ancestors yeah. and our ancestors live very differently than us yeah i love that you're talking about this because one of the things that operates exactly from where you said and let's talk about this is this this thing that may show up but we don't have a name for it we just know it it hits us and it's like i'm not worth it oh right i'm just giving you one thing i'm just like okay I'm, you don't say it out loud right but you know what you're looking for but there's something that says this? yeah who are you who right because underneath that what we're really talking about is some thing that somehow that we happen to call fear or insight, whatever you want to call it. But there's something that gets us to either believe we're going to lose something or that we believe we don't even have it. Exactly. You're talking about the fears. Usually these categories fall under the fear of success or fear of failure. And let me give you uh, some examples. What does it mean? It's not safe for me to create what I want. Well, I might have actually fear of success because I, my subconscious mind, okay, not consciously. And this is important to distinguish and discern. My subconscious mind might believe that if I'm successful in whatever I'm uh, um, embarking on, uh, people will leave me or they will judge me or I will separate. What do you mean? I, I, it's safe for me to lose weight. Of course, it's safe for me to lose weight. And then we find that the subconscious mind goes, yeah, but if I lose weight, I'll become attractive. And maybe, maybe my spouse will be jealous. Or maybe my friends will say, what, you don't eat pizza with us anymore? <laughs> right? So there is such a discrepancy sometimes between what we believe consciously and the design, the blueprint we have in our subconscious mind. And the first step is to become aware of that. Right. And I would like to suggest a way because I, I am assuming people say, OK, but if it's subconscious, how how would I know what's in there? Right. So how about we give a small strategy in order for yeah. people to dig yeah. 
deep into their black box that is not a black box and understand what their elephant believes. Yeah, because the first thing that you said, and I want to reiterate it real quick. The first thing that you said is we have now, what we have done is we have now completely exposed the idea that our subconscious is forever hidden from us. So that's thing number one. We have now said, no, it's not hidden from us. Number two, what you've talked about is these are some of the things get in the way. Now, what you're going to help us with is how do we get to it? How do we get at it? How do we talk to it? How do we find out what's in there, right? Exactly. And before I talk about it, I want to give an example that will emphasize this really, really well. 70% of lottery winners end up losing their money within five years. Yeah. Why is that? That's because they have taken action, created results. But the question is, can I embody those results? Mm-hmm. Is my elephant capable of embodying those results? Because if my elephant has the mindset of scarcity, if it believes that if I'm rich, people will judge me or I will be perceived differently or in some way I won't be the same person, I will lose myself, whatever belief is there. If it believes that money is the root of all evil, that practically speaking means that I don't have the capacity to embody the results that I created. Therefore, I will slowly sabotage myself. So our elephant is our container. In order for the results, right? In order for the results to become long lasting results and for us to be able to hold those results, we need to have the container. The container is our elephant. We need to have that design or blueprint that believes that I can hold those results, that it's safe for me, that I'm allowed. Because if growing up, I was told don't tell your sister you got an A plus because she will be jealous. Then my elephant believes it's my success can hurt somebody else. So don't right. become too successful. Right. Yeah. And that's how fear of success kicks in as much as fear of failure. Yeah. People think about always fear of failure. Well, fear of success is also something we want to look at. Yes. So that's what we, we want to understand. We have to become the person that can hold those results. So let's go into how do we do this? How do we get a pick into our inner elephant? So one strategy is to close our eyes. Very important to close your eyes when you're looking into your subconscious mind and to imagine that you are creating the results that you want. Imagine yourself having this vision in your life as much as you can feel what it feels to have that. And usually when you ask people, how does it feel? They will tell you it feels great, right? If you are working towards losing weight, you see yourself with X amount of you know, less pounds and you go, oh, this feels amazing. And now, once you can see yourself there, you want to ask yourself, what would people say? What can go wrong? Right? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And if you stay with the question, your subconscious mind is going to start talking to you. It will raise all the objections, all the resistance, all that inner hidden fear and give you give you objections and resistance that you're going to be surprised. What if I'm not humble anymore? What if I lose myself? What if I make money? I'm successful. I want to leave my spouse. Mm. Number one elephant for women who sometimes cannot succeed financially as much as they want 
is the fear that if they become independent, they may end up leaving their marriage. It's that's very big. That's huge. And that's and huge. Uh, and we don't you know, we're not going to be able to cover it during the show today. But that dynamic that happens with that, when you do something in support of yourself that creates that kind of change, it's not just your subconscious that's working. But if you are in relationship with somebody else, oh, my goodness, what is their subconscious doing? Right. You Absolutely. Know, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's important to understand that our subconscious beliefs are not our fault. We're conditioned mm -hmm. because of the experiences we had. They're not our fault. However, they are our responsibility. Mm -hmm. Right? And the more, here's the thing, the bigger the dream, right? The bigger the resistance to create it. Inner resistance is a sign that you are dreaming big. So the path of fulfilling our dreams, our visions, our goals is paved with personal development, is paved with undoing the limiting beliefs that we carry in our elephant so we can co-create our lives, so we can take action and mm -hmm. have an elephant that is aligned with our actions and get where we want, mm -hmm. yeah. manifest our highest potential. Yeah, I think this is so important because, you know, part of this too is looking at all of these side effects. I like to call them side effects. Uh, there's the side effects of when you get a dream, a vision, a reality, something you desire. Before we go on to talk about that, I want to take a moment. Gabriela, what is the best way for people to find out more about you, also more about what you're doing? Let's make sure we give out your website if you could. Yes. Uh, people can tune into coachingacademy.net. They're going to see that we have a free training coming up this Sunday uh, wow. at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on how to become an elite league coach so if anybody's interested wow. in qualifying as a coach they can join us for this free training on sunday all the details how to register at coachingacademy.net i'm so thrilled you do that what a great opportunity for people to really step into an idea that they may have but they may not know enough about it and look at what you created a way for them to come in and explore and find out what's in their hearts um yes thank you for that and, you know, part of what makes somebody an elite elite coach is their ability to work on people's elephant. Oh, my goodness. I know. So it you relates know. a lot to what we're talking about today. Because when you work with your elephant, not only you you create desired results, you create mm -hmm. long-lasting results that you can embody, you also create results fast. Imagine yeah. if the flea has yes. to walk to the beach on its own. It's going to take him forever. But if the elephant was on board, how quickly would you get there? Yeah. And I love this. And I know that there are other things we're going to talk about, but I love the idea that the bigger the resistance, right? The bigger the dream, the bigger the resistance. I mean, if we know that up front, then we can recognize it like right away when it shows up, right? Um, Melissa McCarthy, by the way, went through the whole thing with weight loss because she lost a ton of weight. I mean, really, somebody said half her size and she got ridiculed for it. She didn't get the role she had before. There were a lot of things that showed up for her consciously and subconsciously. But can you talk a little bit more about the idea of how we turn that inner resistance into literally an energy that could catapult us forward? I think that the most important, and there are ways to to reprogram, as we say, the subconscious mind. We learned that in the, in the life coaching program. But I think that for people... Uh, an easy way is to recognize that there's a price always to pay, 
right? We just need to pick which one we are willing to pay. So there's the price that we're paying as we're going after our dreams, which is to get uncomfortable, to deal with our limiting beliefs, uh, to expose ourselves out of our comfort yeah. zone, right? Let's say if yeah. I want to release weight, one of the prizes might be that I might not eat dessert every night. That's the price I'm willing to pay. But there's also a price that we pay when we're not going after our dreams. Yeah. And we need to list them and put them one next to the other. This is the price of going after my dream. Maybe people judging me. And maybe this is the price of staying where I am. And then once we look at them, we we get to pick which one I am not willing to pay, which one is non-negotiable. Because for me, when I did my career change, the price was that people judged me and told me, are you crazy? You're an engineer. What are you doing? But the price of not going after my dream was staying miserable, honestly. So that was non-negotiable for me. And if I know there's a price of to pay going after my dreams, I'm going to accept it and not be, oh my God, I can't believe people are judging me. I'm like, well, I knew this might happen. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. And that's what I love about what you said, because that's what Melissa McCarthy said right out of the gate. She said, I, I know we're going to have it. Look, what a great show today. Um, I want to ask you again to give out your website. Also, You always leave us with a personal message. And this message today is very near and dear to my heart. I experienced this after I graduated uh, in 2001. But again, please give out your website and let folks know how they can can register for uh, the training. Um, So coachingacademy.net, there's a banner there where you can register to the training on Sunday. Uh, Just click on register. You'll get the Zoom link. But let's talk about, um, you ask us to leave us with a closing message. Yeah. And I want to talk about imposter syndrome, which we all experience in life. Oh, everybody. People tend to look at that as something we have to eliminate. Almost we look at it as a, as a, as a devil, honestly. And I like to look at the imposter syndrome as a sign that I am transitioning to something bigger, not as a block, but oh, I feel like an imposter because I have not embodied my new reality yet. And I am transitioning to something bigger. So it's only normal that I will feel like I'm an imposter. When I moved to Canada, I feel like an imposter. I didn't feel Canadian. Took me a few years to feel (laughs) Canadian, right? Right. So if I understand that it's part of the process is inevitable, right? To feel as an imposter as I am transitioning, I want... Uh, I won't feel something is wrong with me and I need to eliminate it. I will see it as, oh, I'm moving forward, right? It's a wonderful indicator and companion in our journey. Every time I think I'm, I feel like an imposter, I know I'm growing. Yeah. That is so important. That is one of the most important things to leave people with. Gabriela, thank you so much for today. Uh, thank you so much for this. And we'll have more. We're, we're not done yet, right? I'm not so- done. I look forward next week, next, in two weeks to talk about the second part of the design, the more action plan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you got to have that Pat. one, two thing going on. Gabriella, thank you so much for today. Thank you very much, Dr. Pat. Wow. Boy, it does get you to think, everybody. Really, are you hitting the halt button? And what we're trying to tell you is you don't need to. Thank you so much for joining us today. Jacob, thank you. We'll see you next time. 
Hey, everybody, we have a great show for you today. As you heard in the introduction, Gabriella is here. And get ready for this. This is the piece. This is the missing piece. This has been the missing piece for a lot of people for over a decade. It's this right here. It's what do we do, how to design an, an aligned action plan to create our vision. See that? So you got the vision, but then you're wondering, oh, I did not manifest anything. Here's why. Because you have to do this part. Gabriella, right? Absolutely. And thank you for this beautiful introduction. Hello, Dr. Pat. I'm really excited to be here. And today, like you said, we're going to talk about the preliminary design that we need to realize our vision. And this is the second step, right? The first step, I just want to recap, the first step was the vision. And the second step is designing uh, a plan to, to create that, to realize our vision. And in the previous episode, if you haven't heard, please go back and, and check it out. We talked about part one of the design is the blueprint, right? Our inner software, our conditioning in our subconscious mind. We want to make sure that our subconscious mind believes that it's possible and safe for us to create what we are working towards. And the second part of the design, which we're going to cover today, is the more practical part. How do I design a preliminary action plan so I can start taking action towards my goals and to create the vision uh, that we came up, uh, upon on step number one? Yeah. So, yes, go ahead, please. I think this is really important. And I'm not kidding. When, when I talk about what I said earlier to you and how absolutely important this is for us people, all of us tuning in here today to understand that so many people upon reading books that came out over a decade ago, did the first part and expected the the part that's not into next week. But this part right here, this is the glue. This is the bridge. This is how you get from this fantastic vision you have, boom, to manifesting, right? Exactly. And an initial uh, action plan is needed. Okay. But it's also important to understand that the path gets created while we are walking on it, while we are taking the next step. So it's really a preliminary action plan to have the initial clarity to get started. But it's rarely the ultimate plan to realize our vision. So we don't want to marry it or take it too seriously. It's like when you're driving, you know, you decide to drive somewhere and you check your GPS to know what are the steps. But you are also aware that whatever Waze or Google Maps might actually take you through a detour or change the steps according to the driving conditions. So it's the same with life. We want to have the preliminary steps, but don't get too attached to it. So... Uh, in order to design an action plan, we first want to understand how do we manifest? What does it take to manifest, right? What are the mechanics of manifesting? And I want to I want to create some order here when it comes to manifesting because people sometimes perceive that manifesting is me meditating every day and waiting for things to shower through my roof right? And that's not really what we're talking about. You see what happens when we have an idea, okay? When we created that beautiful vision, that was an idea that hopefully came from inspiration, as we said. 
that is an that idea that we have, which is a thought, creates in our spiritual folder, if you might call it that way, it creates uh, a possibility. A possibility. Now, we have many ideas, so we have many possibilities. The moment we take the first step, the moment we start taking action from that idea, we start walking the path. Even if we took just one step, we change the status in our folder from possibility to probability. Low probability, but now it's probable. Why is it probable? Because I already started taking action towards that goal, right? The more actions I take, if this is where I started and this is where I want to go, okay, the more actions I take, I am increasing that probability from low to higher and higher and higher. And then I get to the 90%. And you know what happens when we get really high? Things get most of the time a little bit messy. And that's where people quit. This is the, the, the point where most people quit because they think this is not working. And they're just at the cusp of turning that into the 99 uh, probability and then 100%, which means I created what I was working towards. I created my vision, my goal. I manifested it. So it's important to understand the difference between idea and choice. An idea is a thought. A choice is an action. And when you start making choices that are aligned, aligned choices towards your goal, you start creating aligned consequences. Aligned choice, aligned consequence, aligned consequence, consequence, consequence. Oh, I see the fruits of my efforts. But sometimes we don't see the fruits of our efforts all until we are there. Because I wish I would say we would have, like in Google Maps that tells you how far you have come, and how far are you from your destination? I wish we would have that and we could see how far are we from where we want to be. But we don't always see the progress. So what's important is not to quit. If this is what you want and you are taking aligned actions, keep going. Even if it gets a little bit challenging at the end, that might be the sign that soon it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that. I want to just throw this in and I want you to continue because I want everybody to get this. Somebody said to me, I don't know, really long time ago when I almost walked away from this back in 2004. Um, and, and I can tell you it was in March of 2004. And I literally almost walked away from it because I didn't know what I was doing. There was nobody there to show me and I almost walked away from it. And the universe wouldn't allow me to do that. And what you're talking about is so important because the little nudges, whatever they were, I had a lot of setbacks. I knew, I didn't know then that they were a setup for me to pick up on something that would help me get to where I am today. What you're talking about is so important because so often we want to just throw in the towel. We want to quit. Exactly. And and I love using the analogy of the GPS because you you know when you're driving, right? When you have an idea to drive somewhere, as long as you're not in your car, it's just a possibility. The moment you start driving, whether you block a hundred feet, you know that became a probability. The further you drive, the closer you get to your destination. But you know that sometimes 
there are roadblocks. There might be an accident on the road. You might need to take a detour. Uh, Google Maps might actually change the estimated arrival time to become longer or the red color that it means that the road is jammed. But you don't just turn back, right? You don't. If you want to arrive to that, if you are committed, and we're going to talk about that today, if you are committed, and that's the difference between committed and interested. If you were just interested to getting there, you might say, you know what, maybe not today, another day. It's too much traffic, right? It's too difficult. Maybe it's not the right time. But if you are committed, what it means is that you will do whatever it takes to get there. It means that you're going to see these roadblocks as opportunities for you to learn something, to become stronger, to gain certain wisdom that you're going to need when you are there. So I think that the difference and what you show in what you express is that you were committed. That's why you didn't quit. Yeah. Yeah. It's that commitment and that internal motivation that we'll talk in future episodes that allow us to continue. And that's why it's so important to be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves, am I interested in creating this vision or am I committed? Very different. And the honesty is the most, it's not that being committed is more, it's better than being interested. Both, as long as you're clear and honest with yourself. Does it make sense? It is so important. And I know we're going to talk about this as we go forward, because I know you're going to cover it. But I don't know how to explain it except to say the following. There was something in my gut that said to keep going. You know, and sometimes you have to go, which is in your gut, your heart, whatever you want, whatever that is for you that brings up that fire that says, I can do this. I want this. I am going to show that I'm committed. We don't use the word committed, but that next step we take, right? That little teeny step, that's what says we're committed, right? You're going to walk us through here because this this particular this particular episode and what you're talking about is how you personally are helping people. This is how people can understand that it doesn't matter what your life situation is. This is something you can do, right? Gabriella, right? Absolutely. Yes. We all have this creative power to set an intention and it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be, you know, changing careers or moving to another country, you start training your brain with small steps, small intentions. And then you start training your brain what it takes to take effort, to take aligned actions towards your intentions. And aligned actions, and and that's important, the align here is very important, not just any action. Sometimes we see people taking a lot of action and then it's like when they're driving, then all of a sudden they start driving on the opposite direction and then they're not getting where they want. And I'm like, well, you went west when you needed to go east, right? So an aligned action is an action that is aligned with two things. One is my vision. Where do I want to go? It's important to make decisions not based on where I am, but based on where I want to be. Most people take decisions and make choices that are based on where they are right now. These are reactive choices. And the question I want to ask myself, is this based on where I am or where do I want to be? So an aligned choice, the test to know if it's aligned is, is it in alignment to where I want to be? 
And is it in alignment with who I am and how I am designed to create? And that's a whole different topic because we create differently. It's not one formula fits all. So for example, when I started as a, as a coach, people were telling me, you need to have a blog, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I, I remember feeling this is not me, right? So staying true to what you feel is you, that's the easiest way to know, is this aligned with how I am designed to create? And how do you know how you're designed to create? Well, go back to the moments of the, where you created with ease and grace. These are the clues of how you did it. This is how you are designed to create. Did you do it by talking with people? Did you do it by focusing internally? Did you do it by waiting for the opportunity to come? Did you do it by you initiating? Just study yourself and you see how you are designed to create. So that's how we look at choices, aligned choices based on where I want to go and what feels right for me. Yeah. And you know, what you're talking about too is, you know, I hear people say, and I know we're going to talk about this as the show, as the episode goes on, but I know people say a lot, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, I used to do that a lot until somebody said to me, of course, you know, Pat, you know, of course, you know, you just don't want to know. And Mm -hmm. I looked at them and I got so angry. (laughs) Um, But once I realized that I do know, then I have the power of the choice you talked about. Just because I'm faced with the choice, nobody makes me do anything, right? You know, choice is the freedom we have. Some people say it's the only freedom we have, the freedom to choose. That's why this is so important, isn't it? Yes. Precisely what you said about, I don't know, you know, (laughs) uh, and, and your friend told you, you know, many times the other no is a coping mechanism. It's it's hiding because of fear. And then you can rephrase and say, what if I knew? What if I knew? Or you can say, show me, and the universe will show you the way. If you say, I'm ready to know, you can say, I don't know yet, but I'm ready to know. The universe will show you through a friend saying, making a comment through a podcast you're listening, through a a blog you're reading, you will get an answer because you say, I'm ready to know. Or simply ask yourself, what if I knew? We all have that capability of studying ourselves and knowing ourselves. I think it's our biggest responsibility is to know ourselves. That's where self-love also is, right? How can you love yourself if you don't know yourself? Yeah. Now, when I'm getting ready to say, I don't know, it's usually for me, I it's a sign that there's something underneath that that's causing me to use it as a defense mechanism. And so I'm smart enough now to, you know, just catch it. Right. And, and I generally have to spend a few minutes on that. Right. It's not something easy, but this is core to really taking us through, you know, how this design, you know, for this preliminary aligned action can look. And how what you just said about getting in touch with the real you, the true nature of you. Exactly. Sounds so easy. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is easy until we start doing it. Every new uh, way of living and approaching life feels difficult in the beginning because it's new. And the more we dare, 
the more the more comfortable we become with that and the more help we get okay let's not forget that we are not alone we get the help but we need to show that we are committed we need to take the first step because we have free will as you said we have choice so we need to show to the universe we're choosing something so the universe can support us um, but let's get a little bit practical here. I would love to share a process to help people create that preliminary action plan. So my goal is that the listeners can take this exercise and then apply it to their vision, to their goals, small, medium, big. It doesn't really matter. It's the same. Shall we do that? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the first well, step. I think it's important during this show for you to really walk people through, because this is so important. I want them to go back after this episode and I want them to go back and listen to what you're saying and ask themselves, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? See, cause that's the, that's the beauty of what you do, you're doing today in this episode. Exactly. And maybe we can include these questions in the notes so people can reflect back um, because of course this is done better when you are alone and the first step is the invitation to find a quiet place uh, where you and and you know tune into your breathing and relax if you want to put background music and a candle whatever works for you uh, but just really tune in because this is where the answers are going to come from uh, i wouldn't close the light by the way because you're going to be taking notes so you will need paper and pen not not a tablet and not a phone paper and pen and you want to really take a few deep, deep breaths and then visualize your goal uh, visualize your vision we call this exercise the highest vision of your life okay and i'm going to share a simplified version of the one we teach at the life coaching certification so the invitation here is to close your eyes and to really envision the highest vision of your life now the highest vision of your life is that ideal life and usually it's in all aspects of your life you want to focus on that and allow that vision to come to your mind whether you see it or you feel it or you sense it and once you grasp it you're going to start answering a series of questions so the first question is why is it important for you to create this vision What's the impact that this will have in your life and the lives of the people around you? And you can have these questions written in advance and then just leave room for you to start filling up the answers. So that's going to invite for creative writing, right? This is writing that is being channeled. You can help yourself by start writing with the left hand and then switch to the right hand. That will uh, trigger the right side of your brain to bring all that creative writing. So why is it important? Once you're done writing that, you want to close your eyes, read the second question, close your eyes and ask yourself, what qualities do you need to acquire or embody to create this vision? That's the second question. What qualities do you need to create this vision? Do you need more discipline? Do you need focus? Do you need organization? Do you need to learn to say no? So you really want to list that. Once you're done, you're going to move to the third question. What skills do you need to acquire in order to create your vision? Do you need to take a course? Do you need to revisit the forgotten information? Do you need to learn a certain skill or task? So this is a more practical questions. What do you need to learn to do 
to create this vision. And then the next question is, what beliefs do you need to have? This is where we go back to the blueprint, right? What beliefs do you need to have? Do you need to believe that it's possible for you to do that despite you don't having this education, despite your family not supporting you, right? And you want to make sure that you believe that it's possible for you, that you deserve it, that it's safe. And if you, you can write a list of affirmations that you can repeat to yourself morning and night to help you with that blueprint, with that part. And then the next question is one of my favorite ones. And I think it's a very profound question. What would you need to let go? Whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally in order to create this vision. And this is about getting as honest as you can with yourself. Do you need to let go of resentments? Do you need to let go of pleasing people? Do you need to let go of fear of failure or fear of success? Or maybe you need to let need to release weight, let go of weight. Or you need to sell your parents' estate. What do you need to let go in order to create that vision? We all carry baggage and weight that keep us from moving forward. And this is what this question is going to trigger in you to get clear about these things and you want to list it, right? And the next question, one before the last one is, okay, we have listed qualities we, we need to acquire or embody, skills we need to acquire, things we need to let go, right? Um, the question is among everything we listed, What's the first step we need to take in order to ignite the process of creating this vision? Because at this point, the brain goes, oh my God, this is a lot. And that's where we say, let's prioritize. Among everything that needs to be done, what's the first step I need to take to get the ball rolling? And here, people are incredible. They will tell you, they will tell themselves, I need to release weight. I need to change jobs. I need to let go of the fear of failure. I need to work on my confidence. I need to find my purpose. It's that level of clarity that allows us to move forward. We talk about the power of clarity. And the last question to journal on, because we're really journaling on this question, is am I interested or committed, right? And we talked about it, how important is to be honest with ourselves and choose am i interested or committed because interested means that yeah it would be really nice but probably if it gets difficult i might quit committed means i'll do whatever it takes and it's okay to start by being interested and eventually become really committed there's no right or wrong answer as long as we are honest with ourselves and we become aware yeah that's actually what happened to me. I mean, I started out interested in doing this, I mean, very accidentally. And then what I realized is I didn't know anything about it. But the minute I got behind a microphone 20 years ago, by the way, uh, 20 years ago, uh, on April 1st. Um, and, and, you know, what I want to say about it is that something clicked. I love what you said because it now explains what happened to me the rest of the step of the way, because I went from that to this version of commitment, but I didn't call it that, right? 
I, I didn't know that's what it was, Gabriella. I love that. The path is created as we walk it. You started walking and you found the clarity to commit. And that's what it takes. Yeah, that's truly what it takes. So if if I could um, share some final words, I would say, you know, don't waste time seeking perfection. Rather, you want to seek clarity and progress and be aware that the clarity is found along the path, not in the starting point. Um, and that you don't need to figure it out to get started. You just need a little bit, but you really need to get started to figure it out. That figure it out part is found along the way. Yeah. So I like this quote from quote from uh, Carl Bryant. He says, the biggest tax we pay is the tax of procrastination. Right? So get the vision, get the intention, and just create and design a preliminary action plan for you to get started, not to marry it. It's going to change. So don't take it too seriously. Mm. This is what's um, what's important to remember. And the next episode, we're going to talk about the pilot. It's going to build. Yes. Right? I'm really excited for that. Episode. I'm really excited. But, you know, this is the part that you, if you don't do this, the pilot, we spend hours, time, money on a pilot that's really doesn't really stand a chance of working if we don't do this part, right? I'm so excited. This is exciting. And by the way, that quote you read, here's the thing I want to say. When you enter the world of procrastination, it hits every level of your consciousness and subconscious. It hits you day to day for not doing it, but you may not say that. It makes you feel less than, not enough, because you don't think you're doing what you should be doing. And then at the subconscious level, what happens is you accumulate it. But here's the point. Everything Gabrielle shared with you today will annihilate all of that. The minute you take this action and put this together, you can let go of procrastination forever. Yeah, truly, the invitation is to write down the questions, visualize your vision and journal on these questions and watch the magic because your brain will love that level of clarity. We say, oh my God, it's like somebody cleaned my room and put everything in place. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're the second person that talked about cleaning the room today. So that must be a hint. Gabriella, <laughs> please, anything you want to share, any way to find out more about what you're doing, let people know. Um, coachingacademy.net. This is the hub for coaches and personal development seekers. We offer all kinds of trainings from certifications to personal development training. So come visit us. I love it. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. I just want to say, you know, this, please go back and listen to this and you can use this for anything. I'm serious, anything. It doesn't have to be starting a business. It doesn't have to be starting a network. You can use this for anything. I used it on something very special this morning. So for all of you out there, please know from Gabrielle and from me that this is a doorway. All you have to do is walk through it. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to Life Engineering, processes that combine science, wisdom, and spirituality to create a life of alignment on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Join host Gabriella Embon and Dr. Pat every first and third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific for bi-weekly wisdom nuggets on how to create your perfect synergy between your mind, body, and spirit in order to realize your true potential. For more information, visit Gabriella at CoachingAcademy.net.